Welcome to Becoming Heisenberg, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Breaking Bad on AMC and Netflix. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is David. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. Good. Uh, So we're not here to talk about a specific episode, we're here to talk about season one in a wrap-up sort of style podcast. Uh, Basically what we're doing today is doing a feedback-centric episode. Uh, One of the reasons, of course, if you uh, listen to the first season of episodes, we scheduled them, or I scheduled them more specifically, uh, so nobody knew that we were actually doing them, so that nobody would have any reason to write in about Breaking Bad. Um, So then when the seven episodes came out, the seven weeks went past, um, we let the feedback kind of build up and stuff, and now we're here to do um, a podcast just on that feedback. So there will be more emails and stuff than usual because obviously it's a whole uh, seven episode seasons worth uh, instead of just weekly so uh, that's what we're doing here today um i just thought we'd start off but just slightly before we get into that any other thoughts on uh season one and kind of revisiting it and stuff um it was a fun thing to kind of do wasn't it yeah other other than it was i, I was unsure about whether you know because i don't go back and rewatch that many things and i was i was unsure about sort of go back and watching this one and you first suggested it um even though it is i you know really enjoyed it the first time around but you do forget quite how brilliant that first season is mm-hmm. i mean you know the whole show's a masterpiece of work but the uh you know going back in and there are bits that i've forgotten and you've uh, and then of course watching better call soul now and it it sort of reminds me of how certain bits link back into better call soul as well so mm-hmm. yeah 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 it, it's, it was really fun i really enjoyed going back and watching through it again um which i don't always do there are a few shows that i will you know stick on in the background that i know really well like firefly for example i've seen many many times and old episodes of red dwarf i've watched millions of times and yeah there's stuff like that which i I will happily go and sit and watch again yeah but uh yeah this this i was you know it's my first time i think doing a second run through it and uh, i just really enjoyed it yeah yeah it was great to to go back and do it and uh for me specifically with the pilot episode just being this near perfect just excellent start to the to the series probably i mean there's a lot of great pilot episodes out there but it's got to be at least in the, in, probably in the top five, if not the best um, pilot episode, I think. So, mm. uh, but that was good as well. Uh, but let's crack on with the feedback. Um, Robert says uh, on episode six, one of the best episodes. It was kind of the birth of the Heisenberg persona. So this is the episode where I believe he does put on his hat in the sixth episode, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, because then they're, so, they're, yeah. they're dealing with Crazy Eight by that point, and they go to meet him and all that sort of thing. Um, yeah, it was interesting for me when we went to when we got to episode six, and it's not really mentioned much as to like oh I you know his sort of change and stuff, and it's more actually brought up by Tuco than it is with Jesse. I did notice like Jesse kind of gives him this look of okay you know this um, high school chemistry teacher that used to teach me is now a very very you know different person and whatever. And yeah. uh, kind of sees the differences there. But um, any other thoughts on that particular sort of moment? It's quite a big moment, but a sort of quieter one in in a way. Yeah, and there is a difference between when he first calls himself Heisenberg oh. and when he kind of becomes Heisenberg, I think. You know, because that's the first meeting with Tuco. 
that's when he actually uses the name Heisenberg for the first time. But there is a certain attitude towards that. And we've talked about this, like the, the point where he um, kind of goes and actively makes the decision to go and trash that guy's car. Hmm. Is is sort of the first little glimpse of it that we see, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, this is certainly the first point that we actually see the Heisenberg persona start to sort of take over because it's when he uh, he kind of blows up the room using the the um, the bag of um, whatever it was, uh, fulminated mercury. It was, I think, some sort of drug. Yeah, some sort. Of... Yeah, yeah, um, some sort of chemical. Um, Although I think they did a Mythbusters on this uh, and actually said that wouldn't work. But, you know, <laughs> it's TV. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so th- that's certainly the first time we actually hear him use the name Heisenberg. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a great sequence as well. Yeah. That. Yeah, it's a great episode, just like most of them. Yes. Uh, Paul says, <clears throat> try and picture a Breaking Bad reboot. Who would play who? And if there is a different showrunner, which there probably would be, I guess, who should that be? Um, this is difficult. I mean, we'll, we'll go with like the main cast and not every single character. Otherwise, we'll be here till tomorrow. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Walter, I think it's this is a bit. There's some shows that well, not reboot proof because nothing's really reboot proof. Um, everything could be rebooted. It's just certain things shouldn't. Breaking Bad's kind of one of them things where there's not very many actors or actresses that I could see in similar roles. Um. Yeah, so it's a tough one for me. Any any particular ideas? Well, I mean, if you're talking about the main character, yeah, yeah the, the only characters really you could talk about for that are, are, are Walter and Jesse. I think you mm-hmm. know. I mean, I, I think you've got to narrow it down to that sort of relationship. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah. I honestly can't think of. Uh, I, I it's it's so fresh in my memory. I. I really struggle to think of what other actor... I mean, there are great actors out there, but it would be such a different beast if it was somebody other than Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul playing mm-hmm. those roles. Yeah. Uh, Did you know about... Um, speaking of like different versions of Breaking Bad, there is... I can't remember what country it's from. Some sort of foreign version of Breaking Bad. I think it may be Hispanic or, or something like that. And uh, there's actually this YouTube video I watched on, like comparing the main this you know normal version of the show and then the other version, and mm. it was just really poor in comparison. Uh, like the acting wasn't <laughs> as good, and there was all these like lighting choices that they made and a whole bunch of things that they gone wrong, got wrong. Which again kind of goes to show that cer- just certain things you really shouldn't reboot or remake or retry or whatever because the results just will not be anywhere near as good. Um, and they'll be endlessly compared to to their original versions. Um, yeah, I'm struggling to think of any actors particularly. Uh, there's no actors I can really think of that are similar to um, even just Aaron Paul and um, Brian Cranston particularly. Uh, what, about, sh- what about what about showrunner? Um, um, I, I'm just 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 sticking with the actors a second. There was apparently Matthew Broderick was offered the role of Walter, Walter White. Who who is that? Uh, Matthew Broderick is uh, the guy that played Ferris Bueller is probably what he's best known for, but he was in The Producers and uh, trying to think what else he starred in recently. He's the voice of the older Simba in the uh, Lion King cartoon. 
Um, but he was, yeah, he was in The Producers. He was in um, that TV show Daybreak recently. He played the the um, principal, I think, on that show. Oh, yeah. Um, that that, ca- that cancelled Netflix zombie. That cancelled Netflix zombie thing, which I never watched. But yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the thing he's most well known for is the film that, you know, he did, which was Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, but he he was one of that sort of generation, mm-hmm. um, and then and then he went on to do the producers later on. Uh, but apparently he was offered the role and turned it down. Um, and I can sort of see why they offered him the role because he's got that kind of teachery vibe. But in he he could he has got kind of a, a meanness to him that could flip. So. I mean, it would have been a very different thing, but that that apparently was one actor that was offered the role. So, I could see maybe maybe someone like Reese Reese Witherspoon um, playing as Skylar. She did sort of a yeah motherly yeah, kind of that. role in uh, little. Well, I'm not say kind of motherly. She was the mother in the show. Um, one of the uh, mother roles in uh, Little Fires Everywhere. Um, I think it was Kerry Washington, the other um, actress from the other family in the same show what about like john bernthal as, as hank uh yeah yeah that you, would you'd, have to, you'd have to um, tone the shane aggressiveness down a notch because i know hank can be very aggressive but shane is just on a on a different level <laughs> yeah so yeah um J- john cusack apparently was also offered the role of walter white huh. as well um which again i can see where they're possibly going would have been going with that um mm. i i but it's so difficult to imagine anybody else in that role at this mm-hmm. point, you know, because Brian Cranston did such an incredible job with it. I know he's a lot older, but what about like a, he's much older actually, probably Charlie Hunnam as a Jesse, but he, he that would be like a lot older wouldn't it? I guess. Yeah. I, I, Yes, in in a flash forward version. Of, uh... Yeah, I I could see that actually, mm. and I mean you're talking about um, showrunners there. Uh, the um, Kurt Sutter, Kurt Sutter, Kurt Sutter, I think would have been an interesting mm. one in terms of showrunner because there there is a sort of there is a similar vibe to to maybe that sort of show. So he's yeah. somebody that. You know, maybe I could mm-hmm. see Kurt Sutter doing it. I can't remember the two actresses' names, but Terra and um, the mum from Sons of Anarchy. They they could have maybe slotted in the show here somewhere as well. Mm. Yeah, showrunners, I don't know. Um, who showruns Ozark? Because that's probably one of the most similar shows to Breaking Bad as well. I know Jason Bateman is... is heavily involved as yeah, sort he's of like a producer, producer or something. He's a producer in it and it is sort of his show. I don't think he's actually the showrunner on it. But I mean Jason Bateman is um I, I mean Jason Bateman would be an interesting person actually given that you know the he was director very you know very much director on that show. I'm not sure who showrunner for Ozark. It's a guy called Chris Mundy. Okay. Apparently yeah, he may be a good fit as well. Uh but yeah. those those are some answers that we've uh, managed to come up with. Uh, Harrison says, hey, it's Harrison. I wrote in a few times on the gaming podcast. Uh, Good to see you over here as well. Uh, How do you think a Breaking Bad game could be done and what developer? Uh, Don't give it to Crystal Dynamics. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because they'll uh, they'll, they'll release it before it's ready. Um, Developer, developer. Rockstar? 
Rockstar would be good. See, I would Naughty say... Naughty Dog. See, I would say Naughty Dog because they're one of my favourites. Um, I, I think it would have to be a developer that's good with sort of dialogue-heavy kind of stuff. Uh, maybe someone like... um Oh, who does Mass Effect? Bioware. Uh, they could be good. Because Naughty Dog kind of focuses a bit more on action. And although there is action in Breaking Bad, it's a lot more... There's a lot more dialogue, I think. You could, uh, you could argue, I, think I guess. That's possibly doing Naughty Dog a little bit of a disjustice. I mean, they, you know, they've done... Because uh, Naughty Dog were... were they were, Last of Us was Naughty Dog, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Last of Us 1 too. You know, so you know, that's heavily story-driven. I would say they... they I mean, I know they have action I mean, stuff in it. I wouldn't say no but, them, but... No, no. Uh, Last of Us, Uncharted, you know. So, yeah, I mean, Naughty Dog would, I think, would be quite a good pick for something like this because they do deal i mean yes they're good with the action stuff and there isn't i don't know what the gameplay would be because i mean there isn't necessarily that much mm. action it would fit a telltale game really well i think as well yeah um, that like, is like true. drug deal choices and and like yeah character moments and things so yeah uh, those true. are those are a few uh but how it could be done um you could probably do it as a third person game um I think it it would work better as a third person as opposed to first person. I think because uh, you'd get a bit more, I don't know, a bit more from it, maybe. Yeah, um, and it's uh, yeah. I I wonder if you. I wondered how you'd do it. Whether you'd set it in a sort of post Walter White world of you trying to take over, possibly, um, but then you don't get to use those characters um uh, yeah because i mean the other option is is you play as either walt or jesse um or switch between them possibly or switch between them yeah but there were never there were never that many sort of out and out like you know gunfight i mean there were a few but there weren't you know it wasn't fully action led Mm -hmm. so you'd need to have it as being somehow story led and i i'm not sure where you go with that. I would say that Naughty Dog would be good at the really dark, gritty storytelling parts of of mm. it as well, because they just did it with Last of Us Two, and that was certainly dark and gritty. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that would be that would be quite good as well. Um, Tyler says, "What do you think Walt thought uh, he was in for when he started this, as he ends up uh, killing certain people?" Um, I don't know. I mean, it was. Yeah, a difficult situation for him where uh, we'll get to an email later that talks a bit about the whole Gretchen Elliott big situation, which is one of the driving forces of the whole plot. Um, mm. But it was about, it turned into his ego and he struggled to really have one before this kind of started. Because as I mentioned numerous times on the main podcast, Hank was always the, the, the bigger overshadowing brother with the ego you know he turns up and he's you know he, he's kind of the, yeah. he's kind of the bigger man at his own brother's birthday in in the pilot episode mm. um so it, i think it was for, for walt about getting some sense of control and choice because uh, there's there's two parts of the choice from him which is the actual choices he makes through these drug deals and then the choices about his own cancer which they had the whole talking pillow scene for so i think for him it's about getting control getting choices getting a bit some somewhat of an ego which obviously turns into the whole heisenberg thing um 
So, yeah, I mean, he wasn't necessarily thinking about everything, but... Uh... No, I, well, I don't... It's interesting. I mean, the entire premise of the show is is a, a person's fall from grace. You know, usually yeah, yeah. you start off with somebody who is in a lowly position and it's sort of this road of positivity towards, you know, the, it's the it's the hero story of you know uh, lowly villager becomes king sort of thing you know that's that's your usual mm-hmm. track through a tv series whereas this is an anti-hero story it's it's a good man falling to corruption and um you know letting the power and the greed overtake him because it does get to a point where you know, as you go through the seasons, he doesn't need this money anymore. The entire purpose when he started it was to get money to have, so his family would have, you know, money should he die. And, you know, there is a financial future should he die and also to pay for the treatment. Um, Whereas in, as he gets through the series, there is a point that he doesn't need to do this anymore. Yeah. He just wants to. Yeah, yeah, he wants to. There is, uh, and that's the sort of you know he makes that conscious decision, uh, and it is that corruption that you know he's he is dying from cancer, but there is an internal corruption that is happening with his kind of soul as well throughout mm-hmm. the whole thing, uh, and I think that's what makes it the most interesting, this incredibly interesting series, is because the entire premise is taking is this this sort of anti-hero journey of of how power corrupts a good person. Mm. Yeah, certainly. Uh, what's next? Mohammed says, "How different do you think the series would have ended up if Jesse was killed at the end of season one, which was the original plan?" What's the original Vin- plan? Vince has talked yeah. about that before. Um, glad he did survive. Um, at least past the first season, we won't spoil past that. But uh, yeah, he, he at least survives the first season, which we've obviously just finished covering. Um, yeah, I mean, you would have ended up with quite a different series. I mean, you would mm. still have had one of your main characters in Waltz, um, arguably you know, the, the driving force of the whole thing. But um, a lot of scenes where, you know, you've got the partnership thing kind of going on and the chemistry building between them and the character development for both of them. Because um, there's certain things that happen later on that one person does that certainly affects the other and vice versa as well. Uh, yeah. So it would it would just been a very different series, and you probably would have had to. I, I can't imagine the series with Walt completely on his own, like without any sort of partner. So yeah. Maybe maybe you would have had it to where do you think like um, Skinny Pete or Badger may have like stepped in or something, or I I, I just think you you'd have had to have another character realistically to fill that other role. I think maybe because otherwise I don't know how you end up doing certain scenes. Um. Yeah. Um, I it's it's so hard to imagine it without him because yeah. he's be, he became so integral and the kind of you know married old married couple bickering almost between the pair of them mm. as as they got kind of you know as they got to know each other and it got further in and the fact that they sort of solidified this bond by you know them disposing of the bodies together which kind of you know tied them into this this thing um i i i find it very difficult to think of any other character that could have really been sat in that role i i I mean as you get later on i think there is you know you could have had walt as a sort of loner and uh there was the 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 other 
sort of rival cook um, that we meet later on. Yeah. Uh, I don't know whose name completely escapes me right now, but I mean, you could Gale have had or something. I think his name is. Uh, yeah, Gail. You know, so you could have maybe had some of Jesse's relationship with Gail later on, but that doesn't come in until they start dealing more with Gus and. Uh, you know, we don't get that through the first season. So, yeah. But if Jesse was killed at the first season, it would have, you know, maybe you could you would have brought Gail in then. Mm-hmm. But I, it's, you, you, it's you don't really had to have someone to fill that partner role. It just depends who that would have been. But regardless, yeah. of, regardless of who that would have been, it would have just fundamentally changed the Walt Jesse relationship, which would have no longer been there. So. Yeah, yeah, it would have it would have fundamentally changed the entire mm-hmm. show. I think. Has he ever talked about what his plans actually were? I, no, all he's, I don't think so. I mean, they've no. they've had a few different ideas. I mean, you know, they they talked about killing off Skylar. They talked about, um, you know, killing off Jesse as a possibility. I don't think they've ever talked about exactly what the idea was mm. going after that. Um, you know, they've talked about the idea of having Walt escape at the end. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. But I suppose, you know, as a showrunner, you've got to sort of brainstorm those those potential different paths. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do we have next? Caitlin says, Irish girl here. That's cool. Um, how do you feel about the use of accents in the, the series? Could they have used more or less foreign characters? Um I think they've got a good balance of both because you do have um, more. Is it sort of Latino, Mexican sort? Of? Yeah, well, it's it's Mexican. Yeah, I mean, it's South American cartels yeah. in most of it, and I yeah. I think it's Mexican in most cases. Um, um, the yeah, because the Salamancas are Mexican, so mm-hmm. uh, so you got yeah. that, and then you got Americans and and some others that kind of pop in and stuff. Yeah, and and you've got um, I mean Gus, obviously who. Um, plays that with an accent as well. Yeah. So, um, see, I feel like they balance that pretty well in uh, yeah throughout the series. It's not yeah, particularly I'm... one side or the other. So no, and I I can't remember. Did they use did they use nat- uh, the actual Mexican with subtitles in places? I think they probably do, but maybe yeah. No, they, they must have at some point. Yeah, because yeah, they had like I'm those, sure those big do. meetings and that uh, later on in the series. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, I feel like that's uh, pretty good in the series as well. Uh, we're going to take a very quick break. We'll be back very soon. Uh, just going to do a short little housekeeping section, and then we'll be back in a second. Hey there, I'm Aaron Holman, host of Eye to Eye, a weekly podcast talk show all about passion. I have this passion and this fire within me that burns brighter than the fire around me. Hello. With performing, there's always a story to tell, whether it's my own or not. And creativity. I go, he's more than cute, he's creative. All with an LGBT twist. Make sure to check out Eye to Eye, that's E-Y-E, number two, letter I. And rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in today. Today. 
I'm Christy. And I'm Jackie. And we are Killer Fun. We explore the intersection of crime and entertainment every other week. For as long as people have been communicating, they have been talking about who did what to whom, and is that socially acceptable? Because the boundaries of society, crime, and entertainment have always gone hand in hand. The more salacious, weird, the better. From books and movies, to television shows and games, we look at how life and art imitate and inform one another. And we can't get together and not laugh. So let's face it there's going to be laughing. <laughs> Killer Fun is available anywhere you listen to podcasts. So join us. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Koalu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right-hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Koalu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past and get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier. That gets you access to ad-free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review, which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Alright, so I'm just going to quickly run through these. Uh, we've got The Walking Dead Will Be On Podcast today, Season 1, Episode 6. We've got Gaming Talk from yesterday, talking about the Avengers game, some updates for that. Mass Effect Remastered, and uh, some big, big additions, or additions, uh, things added, sorry, to uh, Xbox Game Pass. Uh, Fear The Walking Dead still continuing, Season 6, Episode 5. Uh, did the spoiler-free review for Nola Holmes, the... Um, based off the Sherlock Holmes franchise, Enola Holmes is the sister, of course. That's on Netflix, did a spoiler-free review for that. Uh, United cast may not be Everton 3-1 away, that's the last game until the international break for a few weeks, so we'll be back with that soon. Star Trek Discovery, Discovery Season 3, Episode 4, that will be continuing on Fridays. May United lost 2-1 away to Istanbul in the Champions League, so that was the previous match. Um, and that is... Yep, pretty much everything we've been doing as of recently on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms as well. Uh, Juliet says, when Walt realises he has to kill Crazy 8, how else could that situation have gone? Jesse rightfully stuffed Walt with the situation due to their deal. What else could have happened? So this is one of the interesting things with Breaking Bad is, you know, I understand people asking about, okay, if, if this thing, different thing had happened or whatever and you end up sort of with a alternate version of the show almost like we just talked about with jesse mm. the problem here with crazy eight is Walt does only have one choice which is basically to kill him and one of the things i think breaking bad does do quite well is you will get a situation where the characters are forced into those situations and because well if he un- if he unties crazy eight and let him goes he'll probably kill jesse kill walt go to walt's house kill walt jr kill skylar and mm. then, well, you really definitely wouldn't have a series then because half the characters would be dead. Um, and it's it's more it's kind of less about 
what Crazy Eight would do, and more about okay, what is how is Walt gonna you know handle this situation? He has to kill this person. He hasn't really got a choice because um, he knows that, like I said, if if he lets him go, that's that's pretty much it. Um, and obviously, he knows that Crazy Eight's got connections and and that sort of thing. Um, See, so yeah, I like the, I like the way the show sort of forces characters into those situations, and I do like the connective part there with Jesse, where sure Jesse could go down to the basement and do it, but Jesse already did his part of the deal, which is what they talked mm. about a few episodes prior, and it's sort of you know Jesse's stressing this well partnership thing to him, and Walt just hasn't done his end yeah. of the deal, and uh, I I quite like the way that they put them both in that situation. Um, mm. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, there really wasn't any other option at, at that point. And I mean, we, you know, Walt, Walt does almost let him go at one point and Crazy Eight tries to kill him. So, yeah, broken plate on that. Yeah, if if Crazy Eight hadn't done that and they had actually let him go, I, you know, there was there was no way Crazy Eight was just going to go and go, oh, glad that's over and then disappear. <laughs> you know, yeah. he, he would have come back and he would have there would have been a confrontation at some point further down the line so mm-hmm. um it would have been unrealistic i think just to let him go and then disappear and maybe he could pop up but it would have made walt rather more paranoid i guess mm. um and you know he would have they would have had to have resolved that at some point yeah cuz you can't just and have it, crazy eight leave disappear and never come back on screen again because yeah, then you're leaving a really. big empty uh plot yeah. thread there so he either would have gone after the family or i mean crazy eight was gonna die whatever you did so um mm. yeah he either would have had to have come back and gone after the family and then what would have had to step in somehow and and uh but then you've potentially exposed walt to his family a lot earlier right. than you possibly want to. So, I mean, there's all sorts of issues. There, yeah, it. there's a few choices in this show that just would have had a fundamental massive shift on the whole story. And mm. uh, it's less about will this character do this thing or not and more about they pretty much have to because if they don't, then disaster happens. But because once they do this thing they have to do, how do they deal with that afterwards? Because things like this, Walt's first kill, um, is pretty massive as well. And it has, like I said, a big impact on um, Jesse and Walt's relationship going forward. Mm. So, uh, Bethany, we just got one, two, three more. Uh, Bethany says, so glad you are both podcasting on BB. I'm assuming she means Breaking Bad and not Big Brother. <laughs> yes. <laughs> how, uh, with how you both praise the series, are you thinking of doing rewatches for anything else? I am thinking of doing a rewatch for something else. I'm not going to say what it is. I might discuss it with you off the air. Um, I okay. haven't actually got around to actually doing that yet because it's going to be quite a big thing to do. But uh, I do have do have other plans for things like that. And uh, some of that is in classic reviews as well, like rewatching the Toy Story films, and which is always good fun, uh, and, and certain things like that. So we've, we've kind of done those things a little bit already, but this is the first kind of full rewatch podcast that we've done, and it's on an excellent show. So... Um, yeah. yeah, glad that you're uh, happy with that choice as well. I'm assuming, Bethany, that you watch uh, Better Call Saul maybe as well, because we've obviously covered that, and uh, El Camino as well. So mm. um, so what, uh, what other... I'm not asking in terms of direct 
uh, podcast ideas, but what other things would you like to kind of revisit? Um, I, well, I mentioned some of them earlier, actually. Right, one Firefly. things that I have watched, Firefly is one that I would do because it's a it's a relatively short series, um, unfortunately. Yeah, there's only one season of it and there's a movie. So, you know, that that would be an interesting one to do. You, I'm not sure if you actually managed to watch the whole of that yet. I can't remember. Yeah, did a few years ago. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think I think um, you're thinking of Bex. She hasn't watched yes, it. Yes. Yeah, no, I know Bex. I know Bex hasn't watched it, which is just appalling. A bit and, strange uh, as well. Yeah. 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 Given that it's a it's because much as she loves spaceships, she hates Westerns. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, get over yourself. Has she seen uh, uh, Mandalorians? Because that's kind of similar. Yeah, because that's uh, yeah, and she likes that. So she's seen some episodes of that, I think. So okay. she hasn't. I don't think she's got an active Disney Plus subscription at the moment. So right. Yeah, it's it's excuses is what it is. Um. So yeah, I mean, there's that. Um. I'm trying to think older shows because that's what we're really talking about. Um, uh, and they sort of, I mean, I, I'd lean more in towards genre things. I think if I was going to do something like that. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, and and another, another pretty big choice for me would be something like 24, but that's literally nine seat or eight seasons, oof, eight seasons yeah. of 24 episodes. Eight, and then, yeah, that's the ninth, a lot. To go yeah. Through. That would be a, hell of a lot. Yeah. Yeah, because um, in terms of my other favourite stuff, like I've reviewed Last of Us, I've talked about Toy Story, did the whole kind of series thing on that. Um, Crash Bandicoot, I've got, I've gone through and everything. Recently reviewed the fourth game. So in terms of stuff I really deeply care about, I've uh, done a lot of the other things on them as well. But um, yeah, twenty four for me would be. I, I don't know if we 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 will ever do that because, like you said, that would be a huge huge um, thing to do. That would take a very long time. Um, yes. But uh, yeah, those are those are some other things. Uh, and in the last email, we didn't get sent this last, but I thought it would be fitting to put this last, and you'll understand right why in a minute. Uh, Lance says, um, Elliot. So he's he's written about he's written like a fake bit of sort of dialogue here. Um, so Elliot, obviously from Gretchen and Elliot. Uh, Walt, come back to grey matter. Walt, I uh, really want to say uh, fuck no to you and Gretchen, but I need to think of myself and my family instead end of series <laughs> yes yeah. yeah well i we've said before there are so many things that if this i mean the, that particular instance yeah i mean that would have been a the walt had if walt had got over his ego and just taken the money and gone back that would have been the end of the series also it's a show that does not work in anywhere but america because of their stupid health system so mm-hmm. Um, is that you know, I don't know if we know is that going to be different with Biden or is it too early to know uh, any I mean, of not that? to get into politics it very much depends on the Senate um, and okay. uh, I just thought because they've recently had a you know, change yeah, of president yeah because they've had so. a change of president very much depends on the Senate that, uh, and at the moment they, they've got some special elections coming up in January which may balance the Senate that means that they can actually get things like um healthcare for all through but uh, at the moment it's very difficult to say hmm. but uh, yeah i mean the problem with america is it has a health insurance system and not a healthcare system like the nhs is a healthcare system um uh, whereas the america has a health insurance system um which is 
ridiculously expensive for people to use. I've heard and, some stories, yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, it, uh, and means you can go bankrupt, bankrupt by having cancer, which is a ridiculous situation for any foot well, uh, you know, any any country to be in. Um, you know, yeah, and that's pretty crazy. Uh, I'm sorry if I've upset any Americans listening to this that uh, that that like like the current i mean we have insurance as well but the difference is that we have we have a a high level of baseline insure you know um healthcare that everybody gets mm-hmm. and then if you want to have private health insurance on top of that you can do but yeah what is their nhs equivalent called i don't even really know uh medicare it is but they are it, it's very restricted medicare okay, so. okay. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, this is going back to Walt's ego. He can't accept that um, someone else who's a bit richer than them and a bit more you know, well-established than that, he can't accept the money from them. Uh, this goes back to the whole, you know, the, the male ego and the thing with Hank and his brother overshadowing him for like his whole life, probably. And uh, yeah, he wants to just do this whole thing himself, which is, you know, the whole premise of the series, him starting to do these drug deals and that. So sure, you could have in what was Grey Matter episode four or something, four or five, uh, you could have, yeah, four episode series where he accepts the cancer treatment thing at the end from Gretchen and Elliot and then you end the series. But then it would be significantly shorter and we'd we'd miss a whole bunch of it and nowhere near as interesting either. yeah yeah, so. yeah nowhere near as interesting <laughs> yeah if you just end it there because uh, at that point ev- even in episode four there's so much building and developing with with all the characters that uh you wouldn't want to just sort of throw throw all that away so um yeah Walt's ego got got kind of the better of him and uh we'll see how how the rest of it goes when we uh cover the rest of the series as well mm. um that's all the emails and feedback that, that we've got. Thank you, so, yeah, thanks everybody who's uh, sent all that in. Uh, of course, over the course of the seven episodes, and uh, we will be back. We don't know when exactly. We'll put a pin in 2021. We sort of said that at the end of the seventh uh, podcast episode. Uh, we'll put a pin in 2021. The good thing about covering this show is we can choose when we do it, as as opposed to when AMC sets a date for Walking Dead or HBO sets a date for Westworld or something. Uh, we're in control of when we decide to start watching it. So uh, when there's a bit of a gap in the schedule, which there isn't really at the moment, um, we will do um, the second season. Plus it's 13 episodes instead of 7, so it's going to take slightly longer to do. Um, I think for the second season, I probably will put them out weekly as we do them, as as opposed to the schedule thing that I did. But uh, we'll figure that out next year as we uh, get closer to it. Um, any sort of final thoughts at all? Uh, no, just that I'm actually quite looking forward to watching season two. Me <laughs> so. too. Me too. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be an inter- interesting ride. There's um yeah, there's certain moments in the series that I'm kind of thinking about, and like can't wait to sort of revisit them and just actually talk about them fully. Um, so that'll be fun when we go to do that. But we will have plenty of content in the meantime. TV, video games, films and sports, Manchester United podcasts as well. If you want to find all of those, please uh, consider doing that and listening to the other stuff that we've got. I mentioned a bit of it in the housekeeping and uh, we've got some other stuff that we're doing as well. If you want to find all of that, you can head over to entertainmenttalk.org. If you like what you've heard from us today and you want to support it and get involved and uh, help support Entertainment Talk and everything, that will be brilliant. Uh, Some options for you. Patreon, we have the $1 and $3 level tiers for instant, ad-free podcast and review options. Amazon affiliate link if you're buying uh, your Christmas presents or games or treating yourself or whatever the occasion. 
uh, we can get a small cut of what you spend. It won't cost you extra. Uh, podcast services, if you look for or search for Entertainment Talk on your favourite podcast platform, you can get subscribed to us over there. And if we're not on your favourite podcast platform, please let us know and we'll look into that as well. You can also find Geek Town run by, of course, David on uh, geektown.co.uk and Geek Town Radio on podcast services as well. Uh, for your up-to-date, reliable TV and film news, Geek Town Radio episodes, new ones on Tuesdays. You can listen to this week's episode after you've finished this podcast. Uh, so check all that out for your up-to-date, reliable TV and film news. Bex is streaming daily. At the moment on Twitch, if you search for Trista Bytes, Trista, B-Y-T-E-S, go and search for her out on there and uh, follow, subscribe to her over there. That would be great. I'm streaming as well on Twitch recently. If you want to see how I deal with zombies in first person, sometimes not very well, but sometimes fairly well, um, you can uh, find me on Twitch, eTalk UK. If you search for that on Twitch, you should be able to su- uh, subscribe to that and follow that as well. And if you want to see how I will do... Uh, managing the Manchester United team, uh, sometimes very well, sometimes not very well, but uh, you can find that as well if you want to. Uh, word of mouth, you can simply tell people that you know about the website, uh, Entertainment Talk, Geek Town, Trista Bytes, and everything else that I mentioned. Social media, same thing, Facebook, Twitter, and different Facebook groups. And lastly, look out for Let's Play Sunday episodes on Sundays. Thanks for watching, sorry, thanks for listening, and uh, we will see you either next year for the second season or probably sometime soon for the next podcast thanks for listening we'll see you next time goodbye bye